TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo. Well, I had a cool guest for you today, but he didn't show up. So instead, I'm going to talk about a topic I find really fascinating, entrepreneurialism or social entrepreneurship. So today, the two questions are, what is that? And how do you begin as an entrepreneur activist or a social entrepreneur? So today, the two questions are, what is that? And how do you begin as an entrepreneur activist or a social entrepreneur? And there will likely be some edits in this episode. I am recovering from a terrible cold that I've had for the last two weeks. And so I'm going to edit out the cost to spare you. So look out for the edits. <laughs> All right. So what is entrepreneurialism, which by the way, is try saying that five times fast, um, or, or social entrepreneurship. Um, so I think of this as being an entrepreneur who wants to change the world for the better in a highly specific way um, in which you are using entrepreneurship skills to solve the needs and issues of society. Um, it's driven by changing society, but it's also driven by making money. You can make a difference in the world and make money. That's okay. A lot of us have this idea that if you're doing good work, you shouldn't want to make money. Um, there's a lot of criticism of CEOs of massive nonprofits who have large salaries. But to be honest, if you knew the amount of work that these CEOs do, and I know because I coach them, um, if you knew the amount of work they do and the kinds of relationships they have and the types of networking they need to do, you would be less critical of their salaries, I think. Um, there's an enormous amount of responsibility and effort and, and work that goes into being at the top echelon of leadership of a major nonprofit with a huge budget. And you have a lot of staff to manage, you have a lot of, um, a lot of donors to work with and a lot of big stakeholders and a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize. So, so hey folks, side note, lighten up on the CEOs of nonprofits. I'm not saying they're all good, I don't know them all, but I can tell you that I work with a lot of wonderful uh, executive directors and, and CEOs um, and, and uh, leaders of nonprofit organizations that are extremely dedicated, wonderful people who happen to, yes, make a lot of money because they have an enormous amount of responsibility. Um, okay, so back to social entrepreneurship and entrepreneurialism. Um, it's basically a business that's built around the objective of solving a problem, a, a challenge in the world. And so we look at things like, um, there, there was a great organization called Carrot Mob. Um, it's not doing campaigns anymore, which I think is a terrible shame because it was kind of like Kickstarter meets activism. So it was basically a bunch of people would get together and they would each donate a little bit of money to a business. And then that business in exchange would make an improvement that people cared about. So basically the money that people donated would contribute to the business making that change. So for example, maybe you want your local coffee shop to put in solar panels. Then you would all give, you know, the cost of a couple of cups of coffee and maybe that ends up being enough money among all the people that 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 business can buy the solar panels and put them on the roof so that now your coffee is made with solar energy. That's just one example. There are there are 
There were, I think, two, over 250 campaigns conducted by Carrot Mob. It was a really cool model, and it made me sad when I found out they were no longer in business. Um, there's another organization called Samasource, and they're a company that um, they do uh, big data projects from big companies. Um, and then they actually create opportunity for people all around the world who are living in poverty. And this opportunity to work on these big data projects allows people to work on these projects and, and earn a living wage that helps lift them out of poverty. And so big businesses get their business challenges and business projects and goals met. And then people who are in poverty lift themselves out of poverty by earning a living wage in, in a way that they probably wouldn't have ordinarily. There are a lot of people out there who start businesses thinking they're going to change the world with their message. Um, and it's usually kind of a coachy message um, or a personal development message or a message of claim your life. And um, I don't have a problem with that, except I think that um, we each have our own gifts and we each have our own talents. So you may not be the person who's going to figure out how to get all the garbage out of the oceans or how to create more clean water or more clean air or you know, stop human trafficking. Maybe you're not that person and that's okay. Maybe your gift is to inspire people. Um, certainly, uh, I, have, I have thought my gift is to help guide leaders of nonprofit organizations um, and, and other companies that are making a difference. And that's something that I do every day in my day job. Um, and, and so I affect change through helping to grow leaders who work for and, and run these big nonprofit companies that are doing so much good. Um, similarly, uh, my, my friend Kevin Cruz, who I interviewed last week, I'll put that in the show notes for today as well as in the, um, in the cards for today. Um, he is also uh, trying to grow like a million leaders, I think it was. I can't remember the exact number. Sorry, Kevin. Um, but, but this is another example of, of you know, indirect social entrepreneurship where we grow leaders who make a huge difference in the world with their work. Um, so I think that's one way to go about it. But um, we have a lot of people in the coaching industry who want to change the world through a message of empowerment and hope and all of that. And I think that's great. Um, but I actually would like to challenge you, if you're one of those coaches, I think you can do better. I, can think, I think you can do more. Um, as coaches, um, we are tasked with helping our clients to think bigger, to solve problems, and to help them find their way down the path that's right for them, um, that helps them to realize their highest potential. And um, I think that's a valuable and noble cause, and I believe in it wholeheartedly or I wouldn't be doing it every day. Uh, but at the same time, I think each of us has additional talents and gifts that as coaches we often maybe don't realize. So um, I have other gifts and talents that I have put toward nonprofit work, um, I volunteer copiously. I spend a lot of time locally and I have had not, I, I actually ran a nonprofit. You may have heard me talk about it. It uh, was very, very successful and then not so successful. But I, but I think there are, if there are causes you're passionate about, and this goes into question number two, which is how do you get started being a social entrepreneur or an entrepreneur activist? Um, again, 
hard to say, um, especially with a cold. So, so how do you get started with this? Well, I think the first place to start is really, what are you passionate about? What is the thing that matters most to you? What cause do you believe in more than anything else? And, and once you kind of get that clear in your mind, whether it's you know climate change or human trafficking or education or clean air or whatever cleaning up the oceans or saving the whales whatever or you know some endangered animal whatever it is that matters most to you um, learn everything you can about that and and about that cause and about that subject and what people are doing and the work that's being done and look for the holes what need isn't being met what might you be able to solve? Or if you're not the problem solver, like if you're passionate about, you know, cleaning up the bay or, you know, cleaning up an ocean and you're not an engineer, you might not be the person to solve that problem. But if you're deeply committed to solving it, you might be someone who can assemble the people to solve the problem. So you don't want to, you know, sometimes my clients go, well, you know, I'm not, you know, an engineer, I don't, you know, I don't know how to solve that problem, or I'm not a, um, a social worker, I don't know how to reach out to those people. But you don't have to know that. Sometimes being empowered means knowing how to find your resources. So if you're going to be a social entrepreneur, or an entrepreneur activist, or however you want to think of it, um, think about the problem a little differently, insofar as maybe you can solve the problem. Or as an entrepreneur, maybe you can find the people who can solve that problem. Um, there's a great organization that I wanna to point to as a resource, and we'll link to this organization in the show notes. This organization is called Changemakers, and they connect social entrepreneurs, innovators, business leaders, politicians, and activists together to help them affect change more powerfully. So I'm gonna to link to them in the show notes today because I think if you're thinking about, wow, yeah, I really would like to change the world, or maybe I haven't been pushing myself hard enough to really be a change maker, to be uh, someone who has an impact on the world and is really forward thinking and wants to make an, a greater impact, then I'm gonna link to this because change makers might be an organization that would help you to do that. For that in the show notes and uh, definitely look for that organization as someone that could be a helpful resource to you. Um, and don't be afraid, little plug here, but don't be afraid to look for a coach to help guide you down the path and to keep you from running into the inevitable mental blocks that will come up in your way. So a lot of things that happen when someone decides to become a social entrepreneur or a, an entrepreneur activist is um, you start to get this idea like, look at all these people who are changing the world. Look at all these people who are doing great work. Who am I to, to try this? Who would I... I what do I know about this? Or who am I to try to make such a change? And um, it's always handy to have a coach in your back pocket, someone that is keeping you mindful that you are someone who can make a change. You are someone who can find the resources and, and make an impact on the world. So, um, you know, there, there are lots of strategies for combating these many things that can come up in your way. Um, but having a coach is one of the great ones. And I'm unabashedly promoting my, my services and I'm gonna link to my own website and what I do uh, in the notes because I do think that when you're making this big of an effort, when you're trying to make a change and you're trying to be a social entrepreneur and you're trying to be an entrepreneur activist, you do wanna make a living and some guilt comes with that. 
um, because you want to change the world and make a living. And we have the idea you're not supposed to do both. But also, um, a lot of times we get the idea that, that um, you have to be someone extraordinary to change the world. And the reality is that ordinary people are making huge changes in the world all the time. All it really takes is a really profound belief in the change you want to make um, and a, a commitment to a strong work ethic and really pursuing this with relentless ambition and relentless, um, relentless work ethic. So uh, knowing the right things, knowing the right strategies, being prepared to do the work that it takes to get there, and really knowing how to build the right relationships are, are key to being a successful social entrepreneur or entrepreneur activist. And so um, I'm going to link to my website so you can find someone who can help you go down that path. So um, that's it. I'm sorry my guests didn't show up today, but I enjoyed talking about this. So maybe this is what I was supposed to talk about anyway. So uh, tomorrow we'll have more guests and um, more guests coming through October. We're actually booked through the end of the year and into 2018. Very excited about that. And um, I'm, I'm really happy that the show is going well. Thank you so much for watching and giving me a little bit of your time. I hope you'll be back. And thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.